0: Super. Duty. Tough. Work. Back in the building. all for a week or so. Yeah. But you know, that's what we do sometimes, man. Sometimes it don't be every week with a brand new episode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it be every other week with a brand new episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we have Mother's Day. Then we have Memorial Day weekend. True. My son graduated. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations
0: so, to Younger Logic.
1: Yeah, appreciate that. Um, So... You know, it's been, we, we've had shit, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. been stuff. It's been yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, things going on. And, and 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 I knew that to some extent, too, because like last weekend, I was like, man, ain't nobody going to be listening to podcasts on Monday, Memorial Day. <laughs> right. So right. I was like, why am I tripping about trying to record? Man, ain't nobody going to be listening. So yeah, now we back, you know, we back. Our last episode was, you know, the, the results of the fitness challenge, which, as I said, you know, people don't be listening to episodes anyway. I know mm. what y'all want. It ain't that. You know what I'm saying? At least it's like that's for our uh, our like 10 to 20% of people who participate in the challenges. right? You know, but it's not for the casual super duty listener. But this week, you know, we back on our shit. Mm-hmm. This week we talking about something that is relevant and you can see it play out right now. And you know, we talking about the NBA playoffs. Which have been amazing, by the way. Crazy season of playoffs. Yeah. Unpredictable, you know, spine tingling, swashbuckling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, suspenseful playoffs. So, uh, you know, we here and are we talking about things that you can learn from the NBA playoffs because we're both basketball fans, logic and myself. And I watched the NBA playoffs for entertainment, but I also learned things from it. There are a lot of metaphors in professional sports. Many people who never play competitive sports missed out on that. And there's a reason why you, when you see certain people come from sports over to entertainment, they tend to excel. There's certain traits that they learn over there that serve them well and they're artistic or uh, uh, creative endeavors. And uh, there's certain things that you see over there play out. You're like, man, a lot of artists can learn from this. And so if you've been watching the playoffs, or even if you haven't, this episode is going to go through like five major things that artists can learn from the playoffs. The NBA playoffs, which are having it right now. We're in the finals. But this shit can go at any time, and so uh, yeah. Hold on, you got a show coming up, right, Elijah? What's your show? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saturday, uh, June tenth. Mm-hmm. I will be in Erie, Pennsylvania, at the Bleachers Union or Benchers Union. Okay. Um, rocking and animal animal crackers gonna be there. Copyright Sunset yep, Silverton yep. from Cincinnati, Ohio, peeps. Uh, Casmeta. DJ uh-huh. Spare Change,
2: nice. You know what guy. I'm saying? Spare Change, that's my yeah.
1: guy. Yeah, So it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. It's like a graffiti uh, kind of festival. Okay. It? So yeah, hit up Benchers uh, Union on Instagram. Um, okay. For further information. But, um, okay. Yeah, if you
0: get in the area, this on. Yeah, if you in that area. Logic. It's I my first show
1: it. of the year too. It's my nice. first show of
0: 2023. You Let's know what I mean? Let's go. Let's go. I need yeah. to get back on it, man. I'm gonna get back on it this year. But yeah, if you in the area, PA. North uh, Eastern Ohio Corridor, mm-hmm. Cleveland, Ashtabula, You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And the house was good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> you know. I ninety was good. Two seventy one right. northbound. <laughs> you know. Yeah, a Logic or Erie, PA. You know, you Buffalo, New York. Even you know what I mean. I know that's your neighbor right down mm-hmm. the street. Right. You know what I'm saying. But yeah, holler at my man. He's he's playing next week. But yeah, uh we'll take a break, a break and we'll be right back.
2: Now, listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint Raw and Uncut Adult Conversations No shucking, no jobbing, and no bullshit. All
0: right, folks, we back. Super Duty Tough Work,
2: Ragnificence.
0: My illustrious co host, The Logic. we in the building. This week, we're talking about what artists can learn from the NBA playoffs. The first thing that artists can learn from the NBA playoffs is that consistency, discipline are rewarded. Consistency and discipline are rewarded. Here's what I mean. If you look at the NBA season, 82 games. Long and grueling, one of the longest seasons outside of what baseball, yeah, in professional sports. But you look at how the playoffs are put together, the team who does the best during this long ass season is giving a higher seed. Mm-hmm. You have first seed through eighth seed. They now they got you know ninth and tenth slide man for the play-in. Right. But typically, what happens is the team who performs the best during the season the most consistently gets rewarded with a higher seed and they get to play against the lowest seeded team to make the plan, which does what? It increases their chances of success. Yep. That's very important. That's just one way. Let's move it forward again. Okay, now you get into the actual playoffs. Your reward for being more consistent is that you got the home court advantage. Mm-hmm. You, that means the first two games or, or four out of the f- seven games are on your home court where you're familiar. You, and they know that home court advantage in the NBA is real. A lot of championship teams are excellent at home. So just by being consistent, now you get rewarded with a higher seed, playing against a lower seed, and they let you play more of the games at home. Getting rewarded for discipline and consistency. All the ugly nights where people were sitting out, load managing, mm-hmm. getting suspended for dumb stuff, going, you know what I'm saying, Just whatever, pulling John ja Morant antics, <laughs> flashing that thing. All, all of that stuff you get penalized for in the long run across 82 games. Right? Here's another way it rewards uh, discipline, consistency. Anybody in the NCAA tournament could just win one game and be a Cinderella story. Yep. You have one great shooting night, you could be a fucking champion. You shoot the ball good for one week, Mm -hmm. you a champion. Yep. And all you gotta do is catch a a good team who shoot the ball bad for one night, and you a champ. You can win it all. Yep. Not in the NBA. Not in the playoffs. The playoffs are like, yeah, you could beat them once. Mm -hmm. Can you do it four times out of seven? Right. If you beat a team four times out of seven or, to, or four straight or whatever you got to do, four out of seven games, then you are the better team. Right? It's not a lot of flukes in a seven-game series. Right. You can win one. You can have a hot shooting night. But if you got multiple hot shooting nights, it just means that the other team ain't stopping you. Mm-hmm. Consistency. The point I'm making here is that consistency in the NBA is rewarded. In the same way, artists, creative people are rewarded for consistency out in the artistic space. Like creating art is not just a one and done thing. You you want a career as an artist, you got to understand that a career as an artist means that you got to be committed as an artist over the long term. The and I started doing this for real in between, we'll call it, 95 to 99, I'd say we got serious about the craft, him writing. I started making beats in 96, 97. Mm -hmm. We met in 96, 97, 97, around then yeah, yeah, 97, and then I moved to Cincinnati, 97, 98. So it's like, started making beats, started forming this weightless thing. The amount of guys we started with, Mm -hmm. who did not even make it five years, who was ahead of us, Mm is Incredible. By the time we started putting out records, it was like a natural filtering device. Yep. Okay, you got all these man. we came up with some dope ass rappers. Come on. Come There's on. guys we've seen in Columbus who were nasty. we would
2: be we would readily admit
0: they're the best rapper
2: in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Ain't nobody fucking with that dude. No, that guy is crazy. Have you yeah. seen him? Like, yeah, he's crazy. I ain't. Never, I don't see him that often. But some guy would come through and just destroy it. We be like, oh man, or he pop up on a Prism record or something. One verse <laughs> yep, out, of, and, the blue, one out verse. of the blue. One verse. It'd be a yeah. legend off a DJ Prism feature. We would be like, Yo, who's that guy? Prism. <laughs> Prism. Just be knowing all the cold rappers who have just never seen it again. Guys, like, yeah.
0: But but the point here is that we were consistent. We got together, we played shows, we put out records every year. Oftentimes, multiple records a year. If you go down to like 2003, 2004, it was like, uh, or hell, 2002, what, Got Lyrics, 2002? Mm-hmm. 2003 was uh, The Weight Room. Uh, 2004, 8 Million Stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, chamber Music. Uh, celestial clock work (laughs) (laughs) like all of these are some of our 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 biggest records but we were hitting our stride dropping our dopest shit we were ramping up but getting more and more consistent as we got more consistent and you look at all the tours we did at that time him with ENA me with atmosphere me with soul position him with me in soul position we were rolling out doing it consistently that consistency was rewarded by the game All the guys, and we never, I never felt I was more talented than these guys we were seeing in Columbus. No, not at all. I never looked at like, yo, I'm just better than these guys. Always like, yo, these guys are crazy. I gotta work harder than them. I gotta, I got every day I come home from work, I gotta pick up this machine and just put in two, three hours. If I got two, three, let me just do one beat a night. Let me just, Mm -hmm. you know, chop something, make some, whatever I could do. And then weekends, we would try to record. The point is this consistency and discipline is rewarded. It's not just the NBA that rewards it. As we started staying consistent, opportunities started to come to us because people could trust us. Oh, them dudes is here to stay. They're not playing. But I say all that to say, it's not just the NBA. As an artist, you can learn from them and how their season is set up and take that approach and apply it to what you do. Showing up is half the battle, especially in an industry like music where guys don't even want to show up. And if they do, it ain't on time. We was winning just by showing up. But yeah.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's um, it's like when you look at how, like you said, throughout the season. Teams that play together and play the most together are consistently together. You have that consistent five, you know, five man lineup. Mm-hmm. That's why Denver is killing right now. They've been starting the same dudes pretty much the whole season. Yep. For 82 games for almost a year. <laughs> They've been playing with the same cats. Yeah. So now they know everybody in their spots where they are supposed to be. They know what they are doing. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why they're winning. And yeah. with art, when you're consistent, you play you play the game, you work, you put in the work to practice consistently as well, learning your craft. Then once you get out there, you know, the way you practice is the way you're gonna play the game. Hello. You know? Say it again. The way you practice is the way you're gonna play the game, especially <laughs> especially in the most important times. This is this is why Miami is doing such a good job. Yes. Because even though they weren't in a good place throughout the season, they have yep. been playing together and they practice and yes. now when the t- and when the time is right and it's perfect they're playing their best basketball yep you know what i mean if you continue to practice and you continue to work and you continue to work and you're consistent with your work when it's time for you to shine Hello. you'll be able to shine because that's how you practice you practice like you were shining already mhm you know and when it's time that's what you lean on you lean on your practice you lean on what the muscle memory.
3: You know Come what on.
1: I mean? So, facts. yeah, man. Consistency is definitely rewarded. Definitely. In all aspects. Shoot, not even in just art and sports, but in life. Yes. You pay true. your bills consistently, you get a good credit score. You know what yeah, I mean? facts. <laughs> like.
0: Your lights stay on.
1: Yeah, your lights stay on. Uninterrupted You're rewarded. service. Yes. Facts. <laughs> you know?
0: Nah, it's true, man. Yeah. like, And, and, and that is one thing I think a lot of artists don't understand. They think that they should approach their job with consistency. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to their creative work, they want this lack of structure and ultimate freedom. They wait for inspiration. Too. Waiting on inspiration. Like yeah. you don't wait on inspiration to go to work for somebody else, but you want your creativity to become your job wouldn't it make more sense to approach your creativity with the same discipline you approach your job so that your creativity can become your job you know you're not gonna all of a sudden become disciplined in art when somebody starts paying you right shit if you want to get to the point where people start paying you become disciplined at your job Yep, you know but yeah, it, it's key. And, and music is so tricky because there is so little structure. And there's so many people who always preach this freedom, 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 freedom. Right. I think musicians need less freedom and more structure. Oh, facts. You know, it may be a controversy you'll take, but anybody in this shit know it's hard to get shit done when you ain't got no structure. Yeah. You know, so that's number one. Number one is consistency is rewarded. You know, and discipline's rewarded. The number two thing that artists can learn from the NBA playoffs, and this is that talent is not enough. This lesson comes from the bottom of my heart because my Celtics got taken out of this, this John. My guys. And this is the, the, this this statement just encompasses them to a T. Talented enough. Probably most talented team in the playoffs. Come on, man. You got you got a, a Jason depth. Tatum, a, a number two pick. Jalen Brown, a number two pick, number three pick. Uh, You got Marcus Smart, number eight, nine and nine pick. Al Defensive Horton was player a top of the five. Year. Yeah, top <laughs> five pick. Brogdon is a six-man of the year. Uh, Derek White, first-team all-defense or second-team all-defense. Uh, You know what I mean? You got Jason Tatum, first-team all-NBA. Brown, second-team all-NBA. All of them under 20. You know, the main guys is 26 and mm-hmm. under. It's like they are the most talented young team. But every time they play a team like Miami, it becomes very clear that that ain't enough. Yeah, a team with discipline. Hello, a team that knows how to play the right way. Sometimes you realize talent isn't enough, but the only way you can realize that is through some real pain. Like, you got to get hurt emotionally. You got to get burned in some way to where you realize maybe some politics fuck with you. Maybe some situation where you just knew that you were better than somebody. Mm-hmm. You just knew, but you didn't get chosen. Sometimes those situations are what you need before you see and you can start moving like talent ain't enough. Two years in a row, Boston has seen that. And they, their lack of discipline, and because they rely on their talent so much, they always want to play iso ball when shit get tough. They forget their fundamentals when shit get tough. They start thinking, they, they, they play these teams. You should never go down 0-3 to Miami. Come on. You should never have to play an elimination game against Philly down 3-2. Thanks. Should never win six games with, with them. Right? Like they play with their food because they know they talented. And and that shit is not enough. And if you think that them dudes was not crying in that locker room after they was down oh three, came back to force a game seven, and got blown out at home, them dude I know they was in tears in that locker room. And it's the second time
1: second time in two years. Yes, yes. Because because I'm sure game four last year when Steph went off. Yep, they have been in their feelings
0: since that yes, game.
2: Yes, they probably cried
0: all summer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all summer. He killed
0: them. He broke their spirit last year Last year in that game. They were up 2-1 against uh, Golden State. If they win that game, yep. they probably would w- win the championship easily. Yep. Nope. Because they had game. home court too. Had home court. Well, no, they didn't. They won game one in Oh, yeah. Golden That's State. right. That's right. That's right.
1: That's right. They did.
0: On the I road. Know. So like they did what they supposed to do. Lost game two. It's like yo, they could have won. They could have straight up took that series. But this is how it goes. The same thing happens in art. This we're talking about the NBA, but this happens even more in art.
1: Oh, I was I'll share a story, but this happened to me. I had to learn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's real.
0: (laughs) That's so real. You know, and, and we have those th- the moments, right? Like when you first start getting into art and, and logic, you were really young when you started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you were just like really standing out. Like he's the next guy. He's him. He's nah. everyone's championing him. But you realize as you get into this thing and you start seeing opportunities given to some people, not given to others, or you see yourself hit certain walls or you see like, How come I'm not as consistent with my thing as them? A lot of times the answer is that you are still relying on talent. Yep. More experienced people know that talent ain't enough. I've known that from the beginning. I always move like that. So like my whole thing is like, I want to be good at all this other stuff outside of talent. I want to be great with people. I need to have, you know, bulletproof work ethic where like, I will just sit down for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours hours until it's done and learn things quickly. Because I always knew that I wasn't the most talented. I listen to people do shit music. I'm like, God, I'll never be that good. Not to say I'm not talented, but I'm not as talented as a lot of the people I came up with. Guys I know who picked up machines, never read a manual, never practiced for a show and can go out and kill it. We wasn't that good. No, we didn't have to practice. We had to practice. <laughs> Anytime we didn't practice, it was really, <laughs> really bad. We got some stories. Some of them are in my book, what a night. But we had some bad nights due to yeah. not practicing and drinking, and that's a bad combination. But we yes. were relying on talent. And we hit a plateau with that to where we had to have conversations like, nah, we practicing now. We practicing. Y'all coming down here, I'm coming up there, we getting in the room together, we practicing. Um, But it's real, like, If you're an artist or creative person, have a conversation with yourself and ask yourself, what are you good at outside of your craft that can assist you in reaching your goals? The shorter your list of answers, the more reliant you probably are on talent alone.
1: Yeah, man, Um, it's well known on this podcast that when I started, I didn't want to fuck with business at all. (laughs) Yes. I just wanted to fucking rap. And I and you guys enable, you know, enabled me to do that. Yeah. I didn't really realize until probably diabolical, actually. Uh-huh. And that's that's late in my career. Yeah. That I couldn't just be dope. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for a long time, for probably half of my career, I floated off of just being dope. Yeah. It's real. I didn't have to do anything else but be dope. I just had to show up and be dope. Mm. That's all I had to do. And then, when I wanted to put a record out by myself, I had no fucking idea what to do. <laughs> so I had to relearn everything. And yeah. just being dope, I made a dope record, but yeah. how am I going to get it to people? Oh shit, this, this costs money to do this stuff. Do I have that available? Am I in a position to put out this record? So it really changed everything after that record when I started doing, you know, shit with Blockhead and all that. And I started doing stuff by myself. I had to kind of learn on the job again. It was like starting over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now I've put out multiple records myself, so I understand. But I, I had to realize after that, because even with Diabolical Fun, you... My cousin, you know what I'm saying? Yep. The publicist. Still did all the work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Tim made the record, mixed the record. I just had to be dope. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and that was my comeback record. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. after that, it's like, okay, everything isn't where it was when I, you know, when I first started. I'm, it's not enough just to be dope anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: how am I going to continue to do this at the level that I'm used to doing it?
3: Mm.
1: without understanding the other side of the game understanding the business understanding you know how much things cost Hello, Shit, just just shipping alone shipping out product
0: yes the boxes bro. to ship stuff here
1: bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying like a lot a lot of y'all that put out um records yourself you probably familiar with uline print hit me with you know what i'm saying yeah. like the jewel <laughs> i had no idea places like that existed bro <laughs> A place where you could just get boxes. You know yeah, what I mean? It, yeah. Just get boxes of envelopes, you know, packing <laughs> tape and shit. Like <laughs> right. But, you know, I say all that to say I had to realize and wake up and realize that just being dope is only that's not even half of the battle. No. That's a small percentage of it. Because if you don't have the work behind it mm-hmm. or you don't have a team behind you, hello. That is you know, efficient and fluent in all the other languages that get you to that place where your dopeness can be seen by people. Hello. Then you missing out. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn that from the beginning. You gotta know that that talent ain't enough. If you don't learn the back, the back end of everything, mm-hmm. you're going to be out here floating and lost. You ain't going to last. Yeah. You ain't yeah. going to last. Yeah. Once that initial spark gone, how you going to continue? How you going to continue to flame? Come on now. Because that's what I had. I had an initial spark. I was in magazines. I was all over the fucking place. Come on, man. And when it was time for me to do it myself, it was like, <laughs> whew, I had to really start over. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I think um, a man who thinks with his own mind was like the first project yeah. that I did, you know, by myself completely. Mm. Didn't do that well, bro. Because I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. Didn't have the money to do the things like I had no idea. Yeah, had no idea, and that's that was my realization. Like, yo, this, this ain't no this side of the game ain't a
0: game.
3: Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm.
0: that's real, man. That's so fucking real. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think so many people can learn from that, man. Like, we've all had these moments where like you hit your head against a wall, mm-hmm. you know, and what I see. You know, to further the basketball analogy, the biggest mistake people make when they rely on talent is that they never get to that point that you got to. Mm -hmm. You have to eventually get to a point where you're not seeing the results and you got to really look like, okay, what do I really know? Not not my talent. What do I know that's going to keep me in the game successfully? You know, and a lot of times you realize you're just doing something that's so limited. It, you'll never win just re- relying on that and so you have to keep a well-rounded uh, skill set and, and I uh, think something else you said about
1: pain you yeah. have to care enough for your failure to hurt enough yes to where you get to that realization yeah you know what I mean because I love hip-hop I love rap and I love all, everything about it but getting to a point where my records ain't selling yeah you're like mm-hmm. Nobody cats ain't fucking with this shit I'm doing. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me let me let me put the work in now Let me start let me start putting the work in. Cause this this is not this don't feel good. This ain't yeah. <laughs> this ain't acceptable. You know, right, what I mean? right. right. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 No, that's that's real. And yeah, I I I text somebody. I, I mean like it was last week or so. I can't remember what I had a text that said something to the effect of uh, many things, me and Cario talking about like everything. Uh, every big change that came in my life came behind something real painful. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like a loss where you just get mad as fuck. And I'm one of those guys, like some people, they can't change until they get real mad. Like, so, and I ain't saying something bad got to happen to you, but you got to get to that point to where you so disappointed in the results and yourself to where you like, nah, You just be pissed, like tears be in your eyes angry, like punch dry hole anger. You know what I'm saying? A a, a hole in some drywall anger. You just like, fuck this shit, punch a wall type, And you mad. That's when you can make the biggest change. And a a, a brief thing before we go to break to some of you at home listening. Some of you guys ain't where you want to be because you don't have enough pride to let yourself get angry over where you are.
1: Oh, a, you got to say that again. You got to say that again for the people in the back. Come on. Come on. Come on. You you, you can pass
0: out a collection plate after that one. Come on.
2: Man. everybody the back, listen to this shit.
0: I said, some of you guys are not where you want to be because you don't even have enough pride to get angry about where you are. You have to have a certain level of pride to to get pissed off because, you know, you're capable of doing better because, you know, what's inside of you. Some of you have turned that off to the point and you're just blending in so much that you don't have no fucking pride no more. So when you fail, it don't mean shit. Another yeah. shoulder shrug. Your pride is what's going to drive you to the next level. You got pride, so much pride that you don't like fucking losing at nothing. Where you see motherfuckers win and you be happy for them, but you're like, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I got to get mine. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Where you get mad at yourself for not having the things, not doing the things, not being where you vision yourself to be. Get some fucking pride, man. That pride is going to fuel you. But if you don't have no pride, that means you don't have no fucking standard. And so, we're going to take a commercial break.
2: Bars. You know? And we'll be right back. (laughs) Quick announcement. Over the years,
0: we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, But in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at Super Duty Tough Work at weightless.net. That's superduty tough work at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Are you an artist who has the talent to succeed? but has a hard time executing? Do you have the will to win, but lack the plan? Are you tired of having great ideas that never come to fruition or starting new projects, but never finishing them? If you answered yes to any of these questions, reach out to me at waitlist.net to book a one-on-one coaching call. Tell me a little bit about who you are, what you're trying to do, and I'll see if I can be of service to you. Have a great day. All right, folks, we back. Super Duty, Tough Work, Printnificence, no logic This week we are talking about what artists can learn from the NBA playoffs, what they can learn from the NBA playoffs. We got number three coming up. The number three thing that artists can learn from the NBA playoffs are that adjustments are key. We spoke about the last section about, you know, not getting what you want out of it. You know, hitting a wall, relying on your talent too much. What you see in the NBA playoffs is that one of the most common things is that teams who have an identity often have a hard time when the other team figures them out. Teams that are known for one thing, the other team makes an adjustment to take that away. You don't have a playoff series until that happens. The first team to make a big adjustment, whether it's a lineup change, whether it's a a defensive strategy. That team now controls the playoff series. Because they've taken away what the other team does best. And the other team now has to adjust. The best coaches in the NBA are known for making the best adjustments. In-game adjustments and across the playoff series. Teams that disappoint in the playoffs, those coaches are not known to make quick adjustments. You got to see it and move quickly. Otherwise, you give away a quick game here. Next thing you know, you're down 3-0 before you make an adjustment. You're down 3-2 to Philly before you change that lineup to the two bigs. Then you win two in a row, you win a series. Why take you six games? This is what happens. And the same thing plays out in art. All my creative people out here, ask yourself, is my plan working? It's a simple-ass question. Mm-hmm. Is my plan working? Well, first thing, you gotta have some concrete goals at the end of your plan. Are you reaching them? Is my plan working? And if my if my if not, what do I do? Do I adjust or do I just sit here and keep doing the same thing over and over again hoping for different results? Insanity. Definition of insanity. What a lot of people do out here is they do what they think is going to work. And they stick to it because they don't want to do the work that comes along with making adjustments. The key to this shit, especially the smaller you are, the less of a team you have, the more nimble you have to be. The more agile you have to be. See, it's different. when If I was putting out a record on like Rhyme Series, they got fucking staff and people in there and all this shit. They're not nimble. They're powerful. They don't have to be they don't have to be what they do they put a date on a calendar six months from now and everybody in that fucking building moves in unison towards that that date doing everything now they can't change that means they can't just change that date like that they, once they come up with that strategy they just can't change directions like no 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 there's too much momentum going that's their strength if you listen to this podcast you're not you don't have that going for you you probably have you one or two people you can trust. You have to be more nimble. The smaller you are, the more agile and the more nimble you have. You have to be able to change directions faster. You have to be able to test something today, test it for a week and see the results and move. You cannot afford to waste years doing the same dumb plan that somebody else who wasn't successful is was doing. Copying people's strategies and it's not working. Doing shit for the show when the results ain't there. In the same way that a a coach can't do that shit in the NBA, you can't do that shit in your career. Be nimble.
1: Yeah, I mean, the same way if a coach ain't nimble, they lose their job. Hello. If you can't make adjustments, you lose your job. If you can't make adjustments, you're not going to sell records. You're going to continue to be depressed and mad, could think everybody hating on you because your shit is fire, but you're not putting the work in. You're not changing. Yep. You're just doing the same thing you've been doing since 2005. Come on. And thinking that it's going to work in 2023. It's not.
0: Come on, man. It's It's not. And we've had periods where we've changed directions. We've had to. You know what I mean? I
1: mean, if you're, if you care about your, your career and you want your career to continue and have longevity, you've had no choice, but to change in the last. Yep. Social media alone was a huge change for us because a lot of us were pretty to ourselves individuals. You only saw us at shows, you know what I'm saying? Like that was it. Now this social media thing, we competing with all these other rappers, we competing with all this new technology and shit that we didn't really grow up on. We have to learn it. We had to be flexible in order to be consistent. The artists that, you know, we came up with that are still Mm -hmm. doing it. They had to be able to adjust. Yes, And learn something new and make different moves and try this thing. This thing don't work. Try this thing because this is my career. You know, in order for me to continue, because I don't have a big team behind me,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I have to be able to move in these different circles. I have to learn how to talk to people. I have to learn how to be social. Yes. You know, so. There's that's the only way that we were able to freaking survive is that we had to be. Be nimble and adjust, you know? And even to this day, we're still adjusting. I mean, me and you, we've been talking over the last couple months just about social media and Hello. doing shit with Instagram <laughs> and trying yeah. different, vi- you know, like we've been, yeah. work. we continue to be agile and, and move because fucking, you know, the algorithms change.
0: Yes. So you got to be
1: able to change
0: with them. It's a fact. It's a fact. I, another example that this this makes, that comes to mind to me with this adjustment thing is like. 2008 when like the housing crisis hit and the kind of the independent shit kind of fell apart a little bit Mm -hmm. you know and retail was going out of business all these retail chains was going out of business distributors was going out of business and this is where you know mp3 started coming up cd sales was dropping vinyl was considered pretty much dead you know around that time and like it hadn't made a big resurgence you know and so I remember at that time thinking like, yo, this was, no one was talking about it, but I knew because I was sitting there running a label, talking to distributors who sold our records, but didn't have the money to pay us and wanted to order more records. And I remember thinking, why am I sending records to these guys if they're not going to pay us? Just to say say I got, yeah, just to say I got a distributor. Maybe they, they end up in stores. I was like. The goal is to to make money. So why not just sell these directly to our fans? And this is in like 2008, 2007. This is when I did like the blueprint versus funkadelic shit. I was like, I want to test this theory out, you know, about whether I can do direct to fan, whether I can set up a website and go directly to my fans and whether I can create enough groundswell without a publicist, without any of that shit to sell through this, this thing right here. Because I got a feeling that retail ain't going to be important in the future. Lo and behold, the shit worked. When I did that project, I was like, holy shit, I can sell directly to my fans. I don't need a distributor. We just spent the last from 1999 to 2005, 2006 trying to get a distribu- distribution deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Only for in 2008 to not want it no more <laughs> because the shit wasn't paying. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me, let me try this direct," And there wasn't nobody doing that shit then. Everybody was still selling to hip hop site, Sandbox Automatic, you know what I'm saying? Revolver. Everybody's going to distributors or online distributors, underground hip hop. I was like, nope, we're going to sell it directly on the site, directly to people. We're going to put a poster with it. We're going to put some instrumentals with it. We're going to do this. We're going to go direct. We're going to make the MP3 version free. Man, that shit did great. I had to adjust. Sometimes. You have to admit an uncomfortable truth mm-hmm. to adjust. I could have sat there still beating on my on, on these distributors doors. Pay me, pay me, pay me. We'd have never had no money to make it to the next record. I'd have been out the game. You know? And so we've been through these periods. Like, like you're saying, social media, there's so many things that have changed. Shit, look at what happened during fucking COVID. We're going through a whole new change right now. Yep. Two years of not even being able to Make no fucking money. I don't know what's next. I'm just suggesting. I'm just out here shaking and baking, man. Because one thing you and I have seen over the last 20 years is that everything changes. You know what I'm saying? Change is the only constant, <laughs> i.e., you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pun intended. But yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, the but- COVID is a great example of that. You know what I mean? Like there were so many people coming up with things, you know, in mm-hmm. order to. In order to be flexible, you know, yeah, the streaming boom, you know, yes. pretty much happened during that time versus was invented. You know what I'm saying? Like there were things that, you know, everybody's like, okay, we can't do shows. Let's stream shows. We can't yeah. do this. Let's do this. You know, I can't go out and meet people. I can't go out. Let me, let me stream and just play some beats. People can't go and listen to DJs. Let me DJ live for a couple hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we, that, that was a big thing and a lot of people that are still here made some adjustments during that time in order to stay afloat,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's real, man. And so that's uh that's number 3. Adjustments are key. Number 4 thing that artists can learn from the NBA playoffs is that coaching matters. By this what I'm referring to is like sometimes the difference between how a team plays in the regular season and playoffs is obviously there's talent, there's discipline, but every coach has a different relationship with those players. And certain coaches can get certain things out of players that other coaches cannot. Maybe they can relate to them more. Maybe they are ex players themselves. Maybe they're just like, there's guys who know the theory. And all the X's and O's, but they ain't motivators. This is why a guy like Doc Rivers stay employed because he just—he's a player's coach. His X's and O games not legendary. Whereas, like a Ty Lue, he's known as an X's and O's genius. But certain guys can get certain things out of players that certain people cannot. But what's important is that the players know. The players have to know that there is somebody and that the organization and the coach has a plan that they believe in. Yep. If you don't have a plan that you can believe in, if you don't actually have a plan, if you don't have a model for where this thing is supposed to go, you are going to fail in the same way teams who have bad coaches underperforming coaches failing to maximize their players. That's what they say, man, we had to go in another direction because this coach wasn't maximizing the talent on this roster. When you don't have a plan, you are failing to, to maximize the talent that is inside of you. Exact same thing. You might, which means you might need to fire yourself because you coaching you and you not getting where you want to be. Hello. Hello you're the only person responsible for it. Fire yourself. Look towards other people who are doing something like you want to do. Take the time to sit down. Write down what they're doing. What do you like about it? There's a method behind everything. Some things may look random from afar, but if you sit there and you watch them over and over, you start to notice the patterns. You notice the philosophy about what they do. Like, oh, this is what they're getting a lot of results when they do this. Put together a plan based on your talents and skills, but also on what you see working. Because if it's not working, there's really no reason to do it. Like save your originality for your art. Not for your marketing. And your plan and your promotional campaign. Nah, 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 nah. Steal that shit from everybody else. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> steal it. Make some original music and steal the best marketing plans from everybody who's doing it the right way. Why not? Like, we do the opposite though. You right. know what I'm saying? Like the artists, they wanna they wanna be all original and shit with their marketing. That shit don't work they put out some music to sound like some bullshit. Nah, nah. Do, do the opposite, man. Coaching matters. A plan matters. You got to have people around you who you trust their opinion and can give you feedback and can put you on a path to succeed.
1: I mean, the Wu is a perfect example. hmm You know, they allow RZA to be the coach. Right. He asked them for five years of their lives. <sighs> All right. You know what I'm saying? We trust you. We believe in you. Yep. All right, you got it. You know what I'm saying? And look at where they are. Yeah. You know? Dude, I mean, for me, like you were like my coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. You put you 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 made sure I was in position to succeed. Mhm. You know what I mean? All I had to have was the talent and I trusted <laughs> you to coach me, coach <laughs> right. my talent and put me in the right positions. You know yeah. what I mean? And 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 you guys did that, you know. Yeah. Um it's, it's important. It's very mm-hmm. important. And if you don't have a, you know, a crew or anything, like you said, have a few people that you trust that you can sit down bounce ideas off of. Yeah. You know, that can give you some input, that have some experience, you know, in the world that you're trying to break into so they can help you. You know what I'm saying? It's just like us, you know, learning photography and videography. We want to speak the language. Have people around you yes. that can speak the language. Yeah, you know that can give you opinions that can help you out. At the end, it's your idea. You know, it's it's your choice to do whatever you're gonna do. But you need those assistant coaches to continue the basketball Hello. metaphor. You know Straight what I mean? Up. You need those assistants to. Nah, that's not the move. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's not. We should go in this direction. You know what I'm saying? Let's put Rui Hachimura on <laughs> on Jokic. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Let Davis float around. Let's see if that works. Oh, it worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you need those coaches that also make adjustments that mm-hmm. are also disciplined. You know what I mean? You need Straight those up. people around you that, you know, can can add something to you and make sure that you get where you want to go. Straight up. Straight up, man.
0: Yeah. And what people don't know is like, you know, Elijah and I talk every week on the show, but we talk a lot offline about just like strategy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the 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 nuts and the bolts of how to put out music, how to capitalize on what we're doing, how to build things, how to really down to the minute details. Details we don't talk about on here, but we we have that rapport where we talk about that shit all the time. And it's good to have somebody around you who can look at something you're doing like, you know what, that's cool, but try this. And then you could try, you know what, yeah, 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 okay. I see, I I'll, I'll get it, okay. Yeah, or like, do that, but then add this to it. Oh, you know, what word. I'm going to add that. That worked. Or, yeah, it didn't work, maybe. It's very important. It's very important, man. And so, if you're at home listening, my my question to you is, what is is your plan? You know what I mean? To a lot of people out there, we are that. We are the coaches. To those who are tuning to this podcast, we thank you, because to some degree, (laughs) we giving y'all the plan. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're here, to share this shit with y'all. And so thank you for joining us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all on the team, <laughs> whether you know it or not. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, we got more and more products and services as race l- relates to that coming soon. But uh,
1: Yo, uh, uh, real quick. Um, yeah. I was uh, with uh, O Sharp a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And um, he said one of his homies uh, was is a producer. Yeah. And he was making videos, you know, making beats and putting them on YouTube and stuff. And O was talking to him and he said, Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I saw you ain't been posting no videos or nothing um, for a while. He was like, nah, man. I was listening to Super Duty Tough Work. And they said that shit was whack. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's like, so I stopped doing it. I I ain't I ain't making beats live no more. He's <laughs> like, Super Duty said that shit was whack. So I-, I ain't doing it no more. I gotta, I gotta start editing my videos. They said edited videos work better. So I gotta start
0: <laughs> I was hey, backing up.
2: That's funny as shit. That's funny.
0: Yeah, well, you know, to each of so those, some guys can win with that. So that was right. definitely an unpopular production <laughs> opinion. But a lot of people did co-sign that and say, hey, y- y- y'all's kinda right. Y'all's kinda right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, first for some if you can't pull that off, edit that shit down, man. Edit it down. You know what I mean? And see what works. If it don't yeah, if editing works, do it, please. <laughs> you know. Right. That's funny as shit. But yeah, okay, we'll take a break. We got one more and we'll be right back. Work. Right. What's up, everybody got some big news to share with you all today i'm proud to announce that for the first time i will be opening up my artist coaching and consulting services to the public i have been doing it for several years behind the scenes helping artists and small businesses achieve their goals but it's never been something that i made publicly available nor anything that i promoted until now So if you're an artist or a small business owner, I'm now available to be booked for one-on-one sessions designed to help you achieve your goals as quickly and as efficiently as possible. If this is something that you're interested in, email me at toughwork at weightless.net. Tell me a little bit about yourself and we'll get the ball rolling from there. I look forward to working with you all. Peace. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you as a listener or watcher of this podcast need to absolutely own. The first is the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. And the second is the social media cheat code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 traits of successful hip hop artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, The book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast, the 10 traits of successful hip hop is for you. Second book is the social media cheat code. That is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media. It's not for super experienced people. It's actually for people who are on social media but are not getting the results you need. So what we did is I broke down like, 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, Watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support and uh, back to the show all right folks we back super dute. tough work you know what we doing man we talking about things that artists can learn from the nba playoffs y'all know keeping it creative as we tend to do we got one last bullet point left and this bullet point is one that is deep and point number five, the fifth thing that artists can learn from the NBA playoffs is that there are no guarantees. The most important one. Straight up. Like, no matter how you think it's going to play out, it don't play out like that. Going into the, to the, to the postseason, Phoenix Suns, about to win it. Milwaukee Bucks to win it they got Chris Middleton back they, they the prohibited favorites first round Milwaukee Bucks is out of here Giannis gets hurt misses two and a half games in the series they lose a the series in what five or six five games I think five games. out of here Miami took them up out of here Miami didn't get the memo that they were supposed to lose <laughs>
1: They didn't read that email. They, no, they didn't get the
0: read email. That. Somebody didn't tell them that. They go over. <laughs> Nobody told us we were supposed to lose. You know what I mean? We heard otherwise. Denver Nuggets. Not supposed to beat the Suns because the Suns got Kevin Durant. They made that trade to, to make this playoff. They about to be a championship team. You know? Get to the playoffs. They got them up out of here. Pretty quick. They didn't, the Nuggets didn't get the memo that they wasn't supposed to win at all. Anything can happen. Teams get hurt. Uh, the the this, uh, the the heat in the in the uh, Celtics. You get this game seven. First play of the game, Jason Tatum twists his fucking ankle. Not the same. Team just loses their confidence as more and more as the game goes on. They just look worse and worse and worse and worse. Started right there. But see, that's why you don't go to no game seven. As they say anything can happen. If they'd play like they played in games four five and six there wouldn't have been those games they'd have done that in games one two and three they didn't know anything can happen players can get hurt players can get suspended as draymond when he got suspended the Cavs came back from you know, three one anything can happen yeah. like don't count on nothing the same thing happens out here in music you know, guys, they, they think, oh, shit, I'm about to get signed and go get this deal and everything going to change. And sometimes that shit don't work out like that. We know artists, artists get on labels and they be getting shelved. You never hear from them again. They got signed. and They're supposed to be a household name by now. They just sitting around, stuck in paperwork for a decade, lost their momentum. You know, sometimes people get signed and the label end up being shitty. Logic can co-sign this one. sometimes the people you be trusting to put out a record, they just, they don't be on their shit. You thought it was going to go one way. You know what I'm saying? Well, my man, Marlo said, you thought it was one way, but it's the other way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) From the wire said, you thought you, you thought it was one way, but it's the other way. Uh. You know what I mean? It's the other way out here. There's no guarantees. Shit. I put myself in this. Two years ago, three years ago. 2018, I came off my most successful tour ever. Best, high, best attendance, made the most money, smoothest tour ever. smear and Detox running around, getting money, having fun. Shit went great. Tennis was up, had that pop. I was like, oh shit, if I do this again, this is about to pop. Mm. Let me get back in the lab immediately. Got home that fall. Man, I was ki- I was so happy. I got home on a fucking Friday night. Had money in the bank. I sold a property that I had. Monday morning. Tuesday, I paid off my fucking house. I was like, I paid off my house. I came off the best tour of my fucking life. It's about to be on. I'm about to hit a new plateau. <laughs> Little did I know. Little did I fucking know in the lab all oh, 2018, 2019 oh man, I cooked up this record, oh this record is crazy, I'm, doing, oh man, I'm dropping this I'm talking to my agent, me and Tony, oh yeah, we can put this tour together, 2020, we coming out the gate, yeah, yeah, we 20 fall of 2019, we talking to promoters we got our routing together, we ready to cook I'm like, oh hell yeah let's fucking go little did we know we start seeing these little bubbles and blips <laughs> Events getting canceled here and there. Yep, yep. NBA games getting all shaky. People, people get sick. We're like, Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on. This is a real thing? I'm looking here like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting dark. It's getting real dark for you, man. I thought, I, I thought it was on. I'm like, yo, this is the perfect timing. I had to try 2020. Like, okay, yeah, 2020. I'm, I'm still... I take the momentum from the last shit and the last record. I got this new record, which is crazy. I know what's going to happen. All I got to do is the same thing again, and it's going to it's gonna pop. <sighs> Ain't been seen since. <laughs> it's so true. Ain't it's so been true. seen since. Everything changed, bro. The, wor- killed, the, the world, world changed. changed. Yeah, changed. the whole world. Went from being up, chilling with an album, ready to capitalize, to... What the fuck am I gonna do? It's two years later. I gotta get a job. I gotta get a I'm driving a truck. Yeah, yeah. It's real. Anything can happen. Yes. Anything can happen. You sit around. I sat around and waited as long as I could. Okay, 2020. Okay, by the end of 2020, this is gonna we're gonna be back to it. I know. End of 2020, yeah, man. Okay, this ain't gonna last. Okay, you're yeah, in 2020. Like, damn,
2: this this ain't shit, this shit get worse. Ain't nobody, ain't nothing opening up. Ain't nobody doing nothing. It's getting worse. Okay, let me give it one more year. 2021, let me see what happens in 2021, man. Now, there's no way. 2021, we know we coming back in 2021. There's no way this
0: shit's still shut down in 2021. Damn, it's still shut down in 2021. In the 21, I'm looking at my bank account like, golly, this just getting bleak, son. <laughs> you know what I mean? Out have the last two years without working, that's an accomplishment in itself. But shit. Anything can happen. 2021 gone. 19 gone. 20 gone. 21 gone. 22 started working. Shit, Still just now opening up this year. 22 things just started opening up. Like summer of 22, fall of 22, people started playing shows again. By then, I was already working. Like, yo, I can't afford to sit around and wait till the end of 20. And even then, touring is not what it used to be. Nope true now even right though now. people are coming back out yeah. touring, touring is not what it used to be it ain't it ain't and here's what's crazy it may never be what if it's a bubble that burst and it ain't gonna come back for a long time
1: yeah man because a lot of those venues the small venues that we used to play they didn't last they didn't make it through the pandemic right right so all the houses that's left you either got bars you know there's not a lot of performance places that are you know 150 200 cap
0: Right, they the first to go.
1: Yeah, they was the first to go. Now you got all these 500 up rooms that a lot of cats can't play. Yep. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, It's wild out there now.
0: It's real. No guarantees. If you listen at home, take it from me. There ain't no guarantees. I sat at home. I I wrote multiple books. I made multiple albums. But the timing just was never right. Like You look around, you're like, okay, I'm going to drop some vinyl. Oh, no, it's going to take you 16 months to get your vinyl back hmm What? Yep. i live Thanks. that. You know what I mean? We like 16 months, 18 months to get some vinyl back? Oh, and man. I got to pay up front. <laughs> and I got to pay up front. Well, I ain't got... Well, how am I supposed to... I got to drop three racks, and I ain't going to get my product for a year. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm going to get oh. a job. You know what I mean? It's like, on, I can't make money. I can't play no shows. I can't sell no... Look, anything can change. And just as it does in the NBA, anything can change, man. My, my advice to every artist on there, be ready for that. That's my, my biggest uh, lesson from that time period is that you have to be more ready because anything can change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my only regret, maybe I should have done it a year sooner. If I'd, but who could have known that it would have lasted? We, none of us know. Right. We could not have foreseen that that was gonna be a two and a half year thing. Yep. And still not what it, was, what it used to be. And so uh, anything could change, man. And and just like, you know, the Phoenix Suns are sitting at home, just like the Celtics are sitting at home, just like the the Bucks are sitting at home, you know what I mean? Just like the Warriors are sitting at home watching the playoffs. Shit, I was sitting at home for two and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Did not know it was going to go down like that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my best advice is just stay prepared for everything, stay nimble. Have other means to kind of make it work as an artist, because you never know when certain things are going to be there. Certain things happen; they come and they go. We'd have been around enough to see it.
1: So yeah, man. Yeah, this one, this one really encompasses really all of the other, all of the other points that we hit on today. Because the fact that you understand that there's no guarantees, then you lean more into your coaching. You lean more, and you have to make adjustments. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You know you have to make adjustments because you know things aren't guaranteed. You know talent isn't enough, so you gotta put some work in, make a plan, and do certain things. You have to be disciplined enough to where you're confident enough in your own ability to where you can be nimble. You can move around. You can, you know, yeah. make changes when necessary because you know everything don't work out the way that you plan it. Straight up. You know, it's the saying that um, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's always there's always something changes. Change is the only constant, man. We, you know what Hello. I'm saying? It it's the only thing it's the only thing that is consistent in the world is inconsistency, the changing of everything. Straight up, man. Nothing's ever the same. So, you know, just lean into everything. That way, <laughs> when something doesn't work out, you can adjust accordingly accordingly you're not ass out. Hello. Because you wasn't prepared for yes. adjustment.
0: Yes, learn from your boy.
2: <laughs> learn from I'm your back. man's over here. Yes. I went from one of, being one of the most prolific motherfuckers to just not dropping nothing because of all of this shit.
0: Yeah, like I literally had probably like an eight nine year period where I was dropping something every year. Yeah, easily. And uh, now this is this this is year five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was supposed to be one year off. This is the fifth year. Four years off crazy man but yo uh, that's it i hope y'all got something out of this episode let me read these back these five things that you can learn from the nba playoffs the first one is that consistency and discipline is rewarded the second lesson you can learn is that talent is not enough the third is that adjustments are key the fourth is that coaching matters and the last and final thing you can learn from the nba playoffs as an artist is that there are no guarantees That's it for this week. I hope y'all got something out of this. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.
2: Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. complex that nobody know about i mean super duty tough work